The devil is confused. I said, give the Lord the loudest hallelujah. I want you to look for six people. Wherever the time stop, I stop. The message has started. I want you to look for six people and tell them you are blessed to be in the house of the Lord today. Six people. You are blessed. Thank God I did not see you in the hospital. Thank God I did not see you at home sick. Thank God I did not see you lost your mind. Thank God I am glad to see you in the house of the Lord. Say it like you mean it. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Thank you, my brother. Hallelujah. That is the kind of attitude that I'm talking about. Give the Lord the loudest amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. My time is going. I have 41 minutes. Before I go into the world of today, hear me. I thank God for Pastor Tosin. I thank God for the choir. Most of the things that God has given to me in the world today, they have turned everything messy together and they have prepared the way for me. So my, my, my message today is going to be so easy. But before I go into the world, God has sent me to two groups of people and I must give the word. If I don't give it and leave, that means I'm walking in disobedience and I don't want to do that. There are two groups of people. One group, every night you cry yourself to sleep. Maybe one person, maybe, but I know the person is in this room this morning. You cry yourself to sleep. And your question is, God, when? God, how? God, how am I going to get out of this? When are you going to do this? The Lord told me to tell you this morning that weeping may endure for a night. He said joy comes in the morning. He just sent me to tell you this morning, good morning. That is why he asked me to tell you, good morning. Because your weeping season is over. Your joy has come. Night season is over. Your morning has come. He asked me to say to you, good morning. If you know you are the one I'm talking to or you're believing your sister for that, let me hear you shout a louder, amen. amen. To the second group of people, there are a lot of issues going on in your life. By the time you finish one and another one comes, before you finish another one, another one comes, and you are asking yourself, Daddy, you said it is finished. What are all these? The Lord sent me to remind you this morning he just said me just to remind you that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and to the one that are called according to his purpose. All things work together, not for everybody, but for to those that love the Lord and to the one that have been called according to his purpose. If you're in that situation this morning, the Lord just asked me to tell you, keep loving me. Keep believing in me. Keep trusting in me. Don't pack your boat of life. Don't wash your net of faith. 
cast it to the deep. Believe me more than ever before. Trust me more than ever before. Don't give up in your prayer. Don't give up in your fasting. But everything that God died for, he did not die for it in vain. They shall manifest in the name of Jesus. He said, don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Things are working together for your good. If you believe that, let me hear you shout a louder amen. Eternal Rock of Ages, we really want to thank you this morning. We thank you for the gathering of your people. We are gathered unto you, unto your name that is great. Your name that is mighty. Your name when mentioned that every name must bow. And every tongue must confess. Father God, for every need that is hearing the sound of my voice, I say bow in the name of Jesus. For every tongue, I say confess that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord. To the glory of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Father, I submit myself to you this morning. I have no words of my own. Jehovah God, I pray that you will anoint these lips of mine. Let every word that comes out of my mouth be the word that you have impregnated me with. Let every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that will hear this word never go home the same. Indeed, do what only the God in your class can do. And take all the glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We are going to read two scriptures. That will form the basis of our message today. And also the prayer points as we go along. I want you to turn with me real quickly to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter number 5. We're going to read from verse number 1 to verse number 10. Revelation chapter 5. Verse number 1 to verse number 10. I need you to help me out there. I release the spirit of speed. I'm doing like my father. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I want you to pay close attention to the word of God this morning because that's going to form the basis of our prayer. He said, and I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaim me with a loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose his seal. Listen, the Bible says, I saw a strong angel as strong as angels are, they have no power. That is why sometimes as people say, angel Michael, angel Gabriel, angel Daniel, angel this, angel that. No. Angels are ministering spirits. They are supposed to minister to you. In heaven, the strong angel, he has saw a strong angel proclaim with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose his seal. Verse number three. And no one in heaven or on the earth and under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. That is why I strongly believe, apart from the power of God, no power in heaven, no power on the earth, no power underneath the earth is able to revise what God has set for you. If you believe that, let your amen be the loudest in this place. He says, so I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to even look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't weep. That's why I said your weeping season is over. That's why I was so blessed with the way Pastor Tosin led the prayer this morning. Your weeping season is what? 
is over. He said, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the trap of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed. To open the scroll and to lose his seven seal. Keep going. I said to verse 10, we have a lot of scripture to read. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamp as though it has been slain. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits sent out into all the earth. Verse number 7. Then he came and took the scroll out of the hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamp, each having a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Turn to your neighbor, keep praying. That's number nine. And they sang a new song, saying, May the Lord give somebody a new song this month. The kind of song you have never sang before. Nobody has ever recorded it. It will come out of your belly. May the Lord give you that new song in the name of Jesus. He said, and they sang a new song saying, You are worthy. You are worthy to take this scroll and to open his seal for you were slain and have redeemed us. By what? Say it loud now. By what? Either is with you for, and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribes and tongues and people and nations. The last verse. And have made us kings. Do we have kings in the house this morning? Do we have priests in the house this morning? Are you ready to decree? Because that's what priests, kings do. They make degrees. Or you're just going to sit down and fold your hand. Do we have king and prince in the house this morning? Yeah. And I've made us king and prince to our God. And we shall reign. Where? Yeah. We shall reign. Where? Yeah. This is the last scripture. Revelation chapter number 12. Start from verse number 7. Revelation 12 verse 7 to 12. Quickly. Hallelujah. And what broke out in heaven? Revelation chapter 5, the blood was slain. Jesus prevailed. And he has made you and I prince and kings. Now, in Revelation chapter 12, war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angel, they fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angel fought. Angel Michael fought with the dragon. And the dragon fought back. How bold. Verse number 8. But they did not prevail. You see, that is where you will shout. That's where you will shout. That's where you will shout. There is a bot. Even though I don't know what is fighting against you today, there is a bot. I don't know what has come against you. There is a what? But they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven anymore. Any longer. What is fighting against you will not prevail. And there will not be a place of that thing in your life any longer. They did not prevail. So the great dragon now was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil, in case you don't know his name. Called the devil and Satan who deceives the world. 
The whole world. He did not say some, he said the whole world. He cast, he was cast to the earth and his angels was cast out with him. Keep going. Verse number 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, oh, and a loud voice here will shout also on earth. Do we have people to shout? Yeah. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come for the accuser of our brethren who accuses them before our God day and night has been cast Verse number 11. How did they prevail? How did they overcome? How come there was no longer place in heaven? Look at verse number 11. He said they overcame him by the blood of the lamp and by the ways of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Verse number 12. This is where I'm going to go. Therefore rejoice, O heaven, and you who dwell in them, but woe to the inhabitants of the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a very short time. If you look at this scripture, and look at where, verse 12, look at where uh, Revelation chapter um, 5, verse 1 to, the last, the last verse that we read, which is 10, you are not included, because the Bible says, the blood prevail, he has made you queens and kings and priests for you to rule. Even though the enemy has been cast down to this planet earth, you are not part of it. He cannot rule over you. The Bible says that they prevail against him in heaven by the blood of the lamp and by the words of their testimony. Today, briefly, I have 30 minutes. I'm going to throw it at you. Today, the Lord will have me speak to you quickly about the sermon that is titled, The Overcoming Power in the Blood. Because sometimes we look at the blood of Jesus, the blood was shared, the blood gave. You know, you really have to understand the power that is in that blood. So that when you begin to plead the blood and say the blood of Jesus, you will not just say it because you are saying it, but you will begin to see the power that is in that blood. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is a divine weapon. It's a supernatural weapon that God has given to you and I as a believer. Believe me, when I go to many ministries, this is what people don't preach about most of the time. And I believe as a child of God, you should know what God has equipped you with. You are not left empty-handed. Because the Bible says in this world, Jesus has overcome the victory with yours. And when Jesus overcame, he did not just leave you, but he empowered you, Brother Stefan. He empowered you. So the blood of Jesus is the supernatural weapon that God has made available to you and to me. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 4 and 5, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare... He said they are not carnal, but they are mighty true God in the pulling down of strongholds. There, the Bible talks about the weapons of warfare. There are many weapons of warfare. You just praise God this morning, that is a weapon of warfare. You give God time 
tanks. That is a weapon of warfare. We have prayed this morning. That is a weapon of warfare. When you worship God, that is a weapon of warfare. That is the weapon that comes from you to your father. But there is a supernatural weapon that God has made available to you and I. And that weapon is the blood of Jesus. That weapon is the word of God. That weapon is the name of Jesus. In Luke 10 verse 19, Jesus said, Behold, I saw Satan fall like lightning. This was what was recorded in the book of Revelation chapter 12. He said the devil and the angel, they were God, cast down. In the book of Luke, Jesus has already saw revelation, even before revelation came. He's saying to you and I, don't worry no matter what comes against you. Why? Because I saw Satan fall like lightning. He has fallen. And he said, behold, I give you power over the power of the enemy. The power that God gave to you is in his blood. There is a difference between power and authority. The power is in the blood, but the authority is in his name. Because when you are saying something, you say, I have authority over you. As a believer, don't let the devil intimidate you. Yes, you have authority. What is authority? Authority is your legal right to use the blood of Jesus. It's your legal right. He said, behold, I saw Satan fall like lightning. And I have given you powers over the power of the enemy. Let me tell you one truth. Let me tell you one truth. One truth that most Christians ignore. And because of that truth, some of us, majority of them, may not be us in Jesus' name. Majority of them have become casualties of this power of the enemy. Understand, Jesus said, I have given you power. Over the power of the enemies. In other words, what come against you may have power, but I have given you PhD, power higher than the devil. You did not go to school for it, but the Holy Spirit gave it to you. Why? Because you are a child of God. He said, behold, I have given you power over the power of the enemy. John 10, 10 says the thief come to kill. I'm just trying to empower you. Because it's one thing for you to dance and jump and go out. It's another thing for you to be empowered and be transformed. John 10, 10, he said the thief come to kill, to steal and to destroy. That is what Jesus said. Which means the enemy has power to kill, to steal and to destroy. He said but. There is a big but. Somebody said but. One thing I like about the word of God, when he says what the devil, the inferior can do, there is a bot that will cancel that and it will tell you what your almighty father can do. He said the devil come to kill, to steal and to destroy. He said, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And that abundant life is provided to you through his blood. Was given to you through his blood. That is why I tell people when something happens, don't sit down and just say, oh, uh, the enemy has no power over me. The enemy has no power over me. The enemy has a knife. You, you have a machine gun. He has a knife. You have a machine gun. Just one, the blood of Jesus. The enemy will fall. But sometimes we don't use 
our machine gun and we sit down. He has no power over me. The enemy walk with knife. He will just took your leg today. Get up. Ah, this leg, it doesn't hurt me before. What is going on? Before you know it, took your back. Ah, this back doesn't hurt me before. Before you know it, get up and plead the blood. Get up and plead the blood. There is power in the blood. You go to sleep and you find yourself eating in the dream. You get up and say, the enemy has no power over me. Plead the blood. Your dream. I hope we don't have kids. I'm going to give it to you the, the, Lord, the way the Lord gives it to me. The devil has to be exposed. So you yourself, you will see the power that is in you. You are loaded. You are loaded. You are not an ordinary person. Jesus did not share his blood for nothing. The blood has been shared. Use it. Use it. I said, use it. There is a difference between shed blood and sprinkled blood, though. When the children of Israel, when they were instructed to kill lambs and rams and goats and whatever, they said, cut the, the, there was a specific instruction. Cut the head of the goat, put the blood in a basin. And after that, you take the blood, you sprinkled it. That is the blood of goats and bulls. You sprinkled it. As long as the blood was in the bowl, it was a shared blood. But the moment you sprinkled, power enter. As a child of God, as a man, you sleep and you are touching another woman in your dream. Don't enjoy it all. Wake up and plead the blood. If it's a woman, the same thing. Plead the blood. You have the machine gun. The enemy just has knife. That knife is not even sharp. Plead the blood. Your children are acting out. Call them. Dip them in the blood. It works. And I'm not telling you what I've not experienced. They overcame him by the blood. Last week, my son was acting out. Where is he? He's not here. <laughs> He was 17, stunning 18, because he thinks he's 18 years old now. He can't can talk to mommy anyhow. I talked to him and he talked back. Hey, I, recog I recognize that something else has entered though. That was just a foot stool, foothold, or whatever you will call it. If you don't deal with it, it becomes a stronghold. Then you will start taking from one deliverance minister to another. Not in my house, that is not my portion. I recognize that. And I plead him, I dip him in the blood. In the night, I was calling his name. In the middle of the night, I tell you the truth. He came to me and sat by my bed and said, Mommy, I'm sorry. And I know I was not supposed to talk to you like that. I didn't know what came over me. I said, don't worry, my son. That thing has gone back to the sender. <laughs> you don't know what came over you? Don't worry. That thing, back to sender. blood is available to you. The blood is not... If you look at that Revelation chapter number 12, verse number 11, that is a prescription that God has given unto you to overcome. It's a prescription. 
When you collect your prescription medication, you don't put it in the medicine cabinet and say, oh, I've collected it. It will work automatically. What you do, you take it. Hallelujah. You have to learn how to appropriate that blood. You have to learn how to use that blood. You have to learn how to apply the blood because there is power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Use it. It works. Somebody gave a testimony. That was the person's testimony. I don't know. It's between him and God. It's a lady. His face was looking older than he was. she was supposed to look. She locked herself inside the room. She was bleeding the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. This is my face. Change it for me. This thing, take it out. She came out. God said, God did wonders. That is her testimony. But the blood of Jesus works. It works. That is why the enemy will do everything that he can to stop the church from pleading the blood. Look at it. This is, it will stop you. Because he knows that when you proclaim that blood, you are declaring the power of God in that blood. He knew or he knows that it was the blood that defeated him. So he doesn't want that blood to come from your mouth. When you call the blood of Jesus, we remind him of his defeat. When you call the blood of Jesus, you are making a prophetic declaration that there is power in the blood of Jesus. They overcame him by the blood. Don't get confused. Him there is Satan, devil, Lucifer, the accuser of the brethren, the one that accuses God day and night. That is why I'm so certain. By the blood of Jesus, every accusation of the enemy against the life of anyone here shall be silent in the name of Jesus. Shall be silent in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. They overcame him by the blood. And by the words of their testimony. When the Bible talks about the word of their testimony, what is the scripture saying? They overcame it by the blood and they testified that indeed there is power in the blood. God will give somebody a testimony. In this month of June, you will have a testimony. July, you will have a testimony. August, September, October, November, December, you will have a testimony. By the blood of Jesus, testimony will not depart from your home. In the name of Jesus. Now, I'm going to look at why should you plead the blood? Why? Number one, the very life of Jesus Christ is inside his blood. The life that is divine. The life that is supernatural. The life that can never be sick. The life that can never die. The life that can never be oppressed. The life that can never be depressed. The life that can never be suppressed. That very life of Jesus is in his blood. The Bible says in the book of Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11. He said the life of a flesh is inside the blood. So the life, the very life of Jesus is inside the blood of Jesus. So when you apply the blood of Jesus, you are applying the life of Christ into that thing. Whatever is dead before, we answer to the life of Jesus. It must come back to life. If you don't know what to do, you are faced with situation, you are faced with circumstances. Remember that is a done deal. Jesus has shed his blood. Plead the blood into that situation. If your life cannot handle it, the life of Jesus can handle it. 
Plead the blood. Release the blood. In the book of 2 Kings, chapter 3, verse number 37, I believe. 2 Kings, chapter 3, verse number 27. Quickly. Hallelujah. There was a king. Because I gave you this example because if the blood of a human, the blood of goats, the blood of bulls can perform such wonders in the eyes of God, how much more the blood of his dear son, Jesus Christ. There was a king that was fighting against the children of Israel. And the children of Israel, they consulted with the prophet. Can we go to this war? The, the, the prophet said, go, you are going to win. And as they go to the war, they were indeed winning. And this was what the king that they were fighting against did. Then he took his oldest son, who would have reigned in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was a great indignation against Israel. So they departed from him and returned to their own home. When you plead the blood of Jesus, your enemy will flee. Because there is power in the blood. And another thing I want you to know, why should you plead the blood? The Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamp. I want you to settle in your spirit man today. That there is nothing the enemy can plan against you. There is nothing the enemy can organize against you. There is nothing the enemy can orchestrate against you. It does not matter whether it's in the morning season, whether it's in the afternoon, whether it's in the night season. No matter what you will plan, the blood of Jesus can overcome him. The blood of Jesus can overcome him. This is a weapon. This is what the believer should wake up in the morning and say, Father, I thank you. When you talk about the cross, blood has to be shed. It was blood that made it possible. When we look at the veil that was torn in the temple, the veil did not turn, it did not tear into two until the blood of Jesus touches the ground. It did not rip until the blood touches the ground. It was when the blood touches the ground that it is finished, came to pass. The moment the blood touches the ground, the veil turned open. Because of that, me and you can walk boldly into the holies of holies. So there is nothing that the enemy can bring against you. I don't know what you are hiding. I don't know your story. I don't know. Because I don't want to just prepare you with dance, with shout, you go home. I want you to be empowered. Plea the blood. There is power in the blood. There is nothing that the enemy will bring against you. I don't know what it is. I don't know the name. Plea the blood. I'm going to give you a quick testimony. I know we have 12 minutes. We have a lot to cover, but that's fine. I believe that I've given you enough. I remember a long time ago I was in school, back home in Africa. Maybe it happens here, and I'm sure because someone has shared the testimony with me. And in our host, I was in a hostel then. I was in the University of uh, Abraka. Those of you that are in worry, whatever. Full stop. Hallelujah. And at night, when I sleep, there is this particular creature that will come and press me the whole night. Whether you believe him or you not believe him or not, my story I they tell you, and not true. <laughs> Every night, even to go to sleep, I will be afraid. I'm telling you the truth. I'm giving you my testimony to let you know there is power in the blood. Don't be intimidated to use the blood. Every night I'm afraid. When night comes like this, I say, hey, they will press me till daybreak. But I thank God. Power has changed also. Hey. Now I am oppressable. I say it and I stand it in the word of God. I'm oppressable. 
night, I won't sleep. The Lord, sometimes they will leave marks on my body. I say, Father, what is this? What is this? I'm from a Muslim family. I just gave my life to Christ. The moment you give your life to Christ, the battle has been won. Victory has been given to you. Let me. Victory has been given, but the battle still continues. But you have been empowered. Amen. You have been empowered. But I did not understand. There's a lot of things that are not taught in the body of Christ. Because of that, sometimes the believer will be faced with a situation. <laughs> Let me not go too far. We need to empower the body of Christ. We need to be empowered. Every night, I will, I will, I'm scared. I can't tell anybody. But there was there is a Christian union. You know, universities, they have like SU. Oh my God, God bless those people. 5 a.m. they are praying. 5 a.m. they are binding and casting. And my mind said, just go look for one. Get up. Go look for one. Before I slept, I looked for one of them. I talked to them. And the person just told me, before you sleep tonight, play the blood. That was the only thing she told me. She, the first thing she said, are you a believer? Because being a believer gives you the authority. Gives you the legal right to use the blood. So she said, are you a believer? I said, yes, I've given my license. She said, play the blood. That night, before I went to sleep, I played the blood. You just say this demon, no, they hear. They, they hear. That night, they did not show up. I slept like a baby. I said, hey, so this is the prescription. I received the word as a child. Because sometimes we analyze too much. We are breaking it down and studying and breaking it down, trying to bring your human reason into it. There is power in the blood that settles it. You cannot change it. There is no amount of theology school you will go there. When it comes to grammar, I'm a, very, I, I, I'm a typical Nigerian woman. If you mark my English, I will fail. But when it comes to the word of God, I know my rights. That night, they did not show up. I said, God, that is the prescription. And the thing, the child of God we have to have is, con is, is consistency. We are not consistent. A man of God says something. I'm going to tell you the truth. Oh. I can tell you the thing that will make you jump and jump and go. But I will tell you the truth that will set you free. The Bible says you shall know the truth. And it is the truth that will set you free. A man of God once said this. He said, God is patient. I know that stupid creature that is patient is devil. Satan is so patient. You are pleading the blood of Jesus. Let me see how long you will plead the blood. It's sprinkly. You never do. Just keep doing it. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep trusting God. It's not, if you look at some scripture in the book of Matthew 7, 7, some say, ask it shall be given. Seek it shall be Some say, keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. It's a continuous thing. How many of you eat yesterday and today? You're not going to eat forever. Raise your hand up. Am I speaking to somebody? And I played the blood. Then everything was good. I said, thank God I don't defeat this thing. One week, I forget. That week, I didn't play. It didn't show up. Then I said, it's over. Then I started sleeping. All of a sudden, came back. You can't open your mouth. I pray nobody will experience this thing. If you have experienced it, you know what I'm talking about. We press me. And one day, I managed to shout the word. God, thank you. I managed to shout the word. The blood of Jesus. And the way I said it, it looks like lights. All of a sudden, I could feel it. 
I could feel it going. and You cannot see it physically like a shape, but you can sense it. And I left. And ever since, play the blood. I don't imagine how an intercessor, somebody who will be praying an intercessor prayer from the beginning to the end, you don't even mention the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood. Number one, I said the life of Jesus Christ is in the blood. That's why you must plead the blood. And number two, plead the blood because there's nothing the enemy will organize or constrate, plan, organize, whatever the English will put for into it. There is nothing that he will do that the blood of Jesus cannot overcome. He came against them with sickness. They overcame him. With poverty, they overcame him. Against their children, they overcame him. Because they overcame, you too will overcome. You are an overcomer. In the name of Jesus. Number three thing I want you to settle. Why must you play the blood of Jesus? Number two, three, the blood does not lose its power. It never draw, runs dry. It does not lose its power. You know, we say Jesus came there more than 2,000 years ago. In the eyes of God, it's just two days. Brother Rotemi did the analogy one time. When he broke it, then I was like, who? It's just two days. There is power in the blood. The blood does not run dry. And it does not lose its power. No matter the amount of number you, you plead the blood. Even if it's one million times. The more you plead the blood, the more you submerge the problem, the situation in the blood. I tell you, when a lesser life comes across a greater life, it is the greater life that will swallow the lesser life. When a lesser power comes against a greater power, it is the greater power that will overcome that lesser power. Play the blood. Go to the book of Hebrew. I believe Hebrew chapter, Hebrew chapter 22. Hallelujah. I just want you to look at this. I believe that so much. Hebrew chapter, let me see. The one that says that we have come to Christ, our mediator, Bible scholar, every chapter one. Praise the name of Jesus. I want us to look at this. I think it's Hebrew. Okay. The one that says we have come to Christ, our mediator. We have come to Mount Zion. Okay. Here the Bible says that we have come to the sprinkling of the blood. I'm trying to look for the scripture. I know it's in the book of Hebrew. Hebrew chapter 18, right? Okay, Hebrew chapter 12, verse 22 to 23. Hebrew chapter 12, verse 22 to 23. Quickly. I have three more minutes. Okay, five more minutes left. He said, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church, you have come. Of the church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just, Man made perfect. Keep going. 
Keep going. You have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speak better things than the blood of Abel. When you plead the blood, the blood will begin to speak on your behalf. I don't know anyone that is here this morning. Maybe there's a place or there's a situation that you need the intervention of God. As I bring the ministry of the blood of Jesus to you, may the blood speak for you. May he speak for you in the morning. May he speak for you in the afternoon. May he speak to you in the evening. Even in the midnight hour, may the blood continue to speak for you. In the name of Jesus. The power in the blood. I have two minutes. I'm going to rush. What is the blood made for? Number one, it is the blood that releases you. There is a great release in the blood of Jesus. Release from oppression. Release from affliction. Release from every form of sickness. Remember the Bible says that it is only by his blood that you are healed by his stripe. When God talks about the stripe of Jesus, he's talking about the blood that was shed. He said he was bruised for our iniquity. He was injured for our transgressions. He said the chastisement of our peace was upon him by his wound, by his strap, by his blood. You are healed. It is a don't deal. So the blood releases you from every form of illness, from every form of affliction. So when the enemy shows his face in your life in the form of back pain, Ah, remind him, oh, you have been defeated. I release the blood of Jesus. Release the blood. Remind him of his defeats. Remind him that he has been defeated. Use your machine gun. Don't allow the devil to use his little knife on you anymore. The blood of Jesus is for your release. The blood of Jesus is also to purge you. To purge you. Whatever is in your past, the blood of Jesus, there is hope. That is why as a believer, we can never give up. You can never give in. You cannot say it's over. As long as the God of the heaven and the earth live it, it is never over for a, for a believer. Your greater days are not behind you. Your greater days are in front of you. God is the God that takes you from glory to glory, from anointing to anointing, from power to power. It is not over. I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what you did last week. I don't, the blood of Jesus, there is power in the blood to purge you. It does not matter what you ate in the dream that you are not supposed to be eating. Let me tell you, nobody is supposed to be eating the dream. I don't care how delicious the food is. Plead the blood. Let the blood purge you. Have you slept before and they inject something inside your body in your dream? Get up. I know some people, those people that believe me, let me hear you shout a louder, amen. amen. Plead the blood. God Almighty, let the blood, I plead the blood. Let the power in this blood, let it purge me. Out of everything that was injected in me. And lastly, the blood of Jesus seals your inheritance. Seals it. That is why what belongs to me. Don't put your eye on you cannot get it. What belongs to you, I cannot get it. It seals my inheritance. And it makes sure that what rightly belongs to me, I get it. They say my time is up. Stand up on your feet. If you are blessed, let your amen be the loudest. Amen. Lift up your hands. I'm going to take one minute. I keep, they keep reminding me at the back. 
that my time is over. Glory be to God. Lift up your hands. Father, we thank you for the word that has come forth. We thank you for the power that is in your blood. Father, this morning, this afternoon, Lord, that Lord, we engage in the power that is in your blood. And for every member of work fan, Father God Almighty, we declare and we decree by the power that is in the blood of Jesus. Nobody who has heard the message today will ever experience what is called a defeat again. In the mighty name of Jesus, my Lord, I declare victory through the blood of Jesus. I declare favor through the blood of Jesus. My Lord and my God, for anyone that is hearing the sound of my voice, as they have received the ministry of the blood of Jesus today, may their life never remain the same. Just as was declared in the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, it said they overcame him by the blood and by the words of their testimony. Out of every ears that have heard this word today, let their mouth comfort with testimony. Let them begin to testify of the power that is in your blood. Let them minister to out there, Jehovah God, God that there is power in your blood. And Father God, whatever your power, your blood has provided for us, Father, we thank you in advance, oh God. And as we live here, we'll continue to walk in the power that is in that overcoming blood. Father, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We honor you. For in Jesus' powerful, marvelous name, we have prayed. Amen.